0: everybody good tonight we're ready for the word so we begin last week and i've got nine points and uh throughout the course of this year you know as i get the opportunity to, to share these this, this is unless the lord leads me in another way this is what i'd be on the attributes of a champion and by way of Of a reminder from some of the things last week. We'll begin in Philippians chapter 3. And verse 12 says. Not that I've already attained. Or am already perfected. But I press on. That I may lay hold for that which Christ Jesus has laid hold of us. Now the word press on. It means to aggressively pursue. And it's time church. It's time that we. Got up. And started aggressively pursuing the things that God wants for us in our lives. The plans of God, the things of God, the promises of God. To aggressively pursue them uh, in our prayer life, uh, in our quiet time with God, when we go out into the community. And that's what Paul's saying, as I press on, I may lay hold of that which Christ has laid hold of me. Verse 13, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. I remind you that the words reaching forward means uh, to strain forward, to reach the full impact of the resurrection. To reach the full impact... Of the resurrection, so when Jesus rose from the grave, he came, and showed himself to his disciples, and says, "All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore." So he he was saying, "I've I've gotten back the keys, the authority that God had originally given man, and I am giving them back to you now, and I'm giving you the authority. You have authority over Satan. You have authority over serpents. You'll cast out devils. You'll heal the sick. You'll you'll." Uh, You know, freely you receive, freely give, and now take authority, take dominion, subdue the earth. So he's given us the authority to do these things. So it's up to us what we do, and I talked about the keys, keys represent authority. It's up to us what we do with these keys. You can take the keys, throw them in the key drawer, or... You take the keys, go stick them in the car, crank up the engine, and let's go somewhere because time is short. Turn to your neighbor and say, the time is short. Jesus is coming. You can, you can, you can just sense that there's been a change uh, in the atmosphere. This, this earth is being accelerated. The things of God is are being accelerated. And, and so we we jump in on this thing and and be on top because we're going higher. I said, we're going higher. So one of the things is you must be first willing to go higher and to go higher. We go deeper. We go deeper in our relationship with God and we stick to the fundamentals. And I talked about that, about how I would come into the, the gym and I would get under the basket every time and start at the basket, move my way back. That's the fundamentals. What am I doing? I'm training my muscles that where I could get in there and I could close my eyes and I could see that basket because I've done it over and over and over and over and over again. And the same is true for us spiritually is we need to practice these things spiritually so that we're, we become accustomed to. To receiving the things of God over and over and over and over again. So it becomes, pardon the expression, spiritual muscle memory. Because what we have to deal with is our minds. And so how we deal with our minds is we're transformed by renewing our minds to what? How do we renew our minds to what? The word of God. So, it's God's word. So, I got to believe that this word is the word of God. It's God's words. It's the word of God, and it's the word of God to me. So, I'm going to conduct myself by what the word of God says, even though people around me may say different things. Because when you make a decision to go higher, you will. Come up against opposition. Amen. And so people want to keep you down because they want to stay down. That's right. Let me come over here. Yeah. P- people will try to keep you down. Satan wants to keep you down. The Bible says he's the accuser of the brother. So he wants to keep you in a place where your faith is inoperable and, at, and stagnant. Because it's without without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. And so if he can keep you in the realm of inoperable faith, then that means you're only operating in the natural. And in the natural, we're just mere humans. But God has put his super on our natural because Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave, made a show of them openly, came back, gave us the keys, and said... Gave us, when we became born again, the heart of a champion. And so we now can walk in the attributes of a champion. So the capacity for what you can do on this earth is unlimited. Because we serve an unlimited God. Say amen to that. It's an unlimited potential of what we can do on this earth. And the more that you tap into the capacity of the heart of Jesus... Of the heart that he's put it. See, you he gave you a new heart. He gave you a you are went from dead to life. So he he breathed life into you. You're no longer dead. That, is, that in itself is, is reason to Put a smile on your face to walk around with some joy, to walk around with peace. It's all given to you by Jesus through his death and his resurrection. So Paul is saying, I'm reaching forward. I'm I'm reaching forward to the full impact of the resurrection. And this is a promise that, hey, we're going to live with him forever. If we go by way of grave or if we hear the trumpet sound... We are being resurrected to a glorious body. So skip down to verse 19. It says, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame. For our citizenship is in heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. Right now, you have citizenship in heaven. Are you in heaven yet? No. But do you have citizenship in heaven? Yes. So if I have citizenship in a land, then I need to know how that land governs itself. What are the rules of that land? What are, what are the lands? What's the land's culture like? What's the kingdom of heaven culture? And so I must be very familiar with where I live. Now, I've been overseas uh, many times. We've been to uh, Ukraine, Russia, even up into Siberia. And very cold. But I didn't go to those lands and different countries and expect them to to adapt to how I govern myself or what my culture has been. So in other words, me coming as an American, I didn't go over there and expect them to adapt to me as an American. I'm in their country. And so, you know, when you go to another country, you want to get familiar with it. In fact, when we said, hey, we stood in front of, we were in our church in Michigan. We, we stood in front of the congregation. And I said, Nikki and I are going to Africa we don't know how, we don't know when, uh, we don't know what part, but we just want to make a faith declaration that we're going. God's put that in, his heart, in our hearts and we're going. And a lady in our church went and bought us a book on Africa and gave us the book the next week. Well, if you're going to Africa, you better start reading up on it. And that's what we began to do. And then it was just maybe a two or three years later, we were in Africa. And so we got... Uh, I don't go to another land or country and expect them to speak the same language. (laughs) That country or land has its own language. It has its own culture. Are you with me? So we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Heaven has a language. Heaven has a culture. Heaven has a way of doing things. When I say heaven, we're talking about God. We're talking about God's ways. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, which is God's ways of doing and being right. So the more that I submit myself to God's ways, the more that I will experience the promises and the culture of the kingdom of heaven here on this earth. So I can be a foreigner. Here, an ambassador, it, it calls us here, here in this world, because it says we're in this world, but not what? So we're not supposed to adapt to the world and it's thinking. That's what it says. You got to continue to renew your minds because, because the, the world is throwing stuff at you. Throwing stuff at you, throwing stuff at you, throwing stuff at you to get you to say, you know, well, we, after all, it is the, it is the 20, what, what century, 21st century we're in. You know, I remember we put up a sign. We would have, we started this thing uh, when we were in Michigan. So we went the schools and we'd do this Bible study, but, but then we started, we renovated this building we had. We put some arcades in there and pool tables and things and a little snack bar and little things. So, went to the football coach and said, We've renovated this building so that kids can come after Friday night games and be safe. You know, and, and he's like, That's exactly what we need because I just had two kids that, uh, got busted for smoking pot after the game last Friday night, blah, 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 blah. So, we did this. Well, you know, when you have, when you open up The church to the community. Guess what? They're not all saved coming in. They don't all act right. They don't all talk like we talk, do they? So, you know, (laughs) so we had to put up some signs. And one of the signs that we put up in the in the uh, we had a movie room. Where you could go in and pick out movies. And we had clean movies in there. And uh, so you could go in there and sit. You know, we had little bean bags and, and things like that. And what, was that, what did that sign say? It was something about, um, you know, if you're going to uh, practice public display of affection, you must uh, either be married. married. And what else was it? I think that was the only way you could practice public display of affection or something. Uh, oh, and I think you said, uh, and a man and a woman on the sign. Did you say that? Well, some, some one of the teenagers that came in there goes, hey, that's offensive, that sign that you put up to, to Nikki. She, she's like, you know, this is the 21st century. You know, you know uh, sometimes we don't want to uh, cause people to not experience love. You know, we don't want to hold people back from love. She was talking about a woman with a woman. And I just recently I've just been thinking about this because what's happening is, is Satan is trying to twist the word love. And now you hear a lot of worldly people using the the word love. Well, you, you know, we got to love everybody. Well, let me ask you this question. How many of you believe there's a heaven? Raise your hand if you believe there's a heaven. Okay. How many of you believe that there's a hell? Raise your hand. Okay. So if there's a heaven and there's a hell, Jesus said, I am the what? The way the and the life. No one gets to the Father except through? Okay. So Jesus is the only way to the Father. And you can say it like this. Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. We don't need to split hairs over heaven, God, it's a package deal. Let's just let's just assume that. Okay? So Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. Now, there are ways of the kingdom of heaven. God is holy. So there are things that God approves of. There are things that God hates. And so we, a a skewed definition of love is to love someone to hell. So if I really love someone, I don't want them to go to hell. The Bible says about hell that the worm never dies. <laughs> the Bible says that, uh, you know, they're, they're, they'll, they'll, you know, I mean, it's, it's don't come here. That's the message from hell. Don't come here. Give me just a drop of water. Don't come here. Please go tell my relatives. Please go tell them not to come here. For one, one decision. Wow. All eternity. One decision. One. So I'm not gonna, you know. So if we love the way that God loves, then it's not my opinion. The things... That he hates. it's He says it in his word. These will inherit the kingdom. These will not inherit the kingdom. We don't say it. He said it. And so we have to abide by. The ways. Of the kingdom. And do everything that we can. To show the love of God. So that it will cause a change in someone. You can't believe on Jesus without believing that he rose from the grave and be saved. I just had someone recently tell me that. Well, I've been reading the Bible, but I'm just having a hard time believing that a man can be rose risen from the grave. Well, if you don't believe that, that's that's everything. Bible says if he doesn't raise from the grave, our preaching's in vain. Because there's a, there's other false religions that serve dead gods. Amen. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen tonight. That's all right. Hey, we're just getting warmed up. So it says we're citizens of the of the kingdom of heaven. We're just passing through here. Eternity is something that we can't even fathom. You try to think about eternity. Now, you can sit back and think about, you know, you go read Revelation and it talks about the the jewels, the the pearly gates, the the streets of gold, uh, the throne, all kinds of things. And you can can meditate on that. It paints a picture in your mind. You meditate on it. But if you... (laughs) If you think about eternity in hell, I just can't even imagine. I just can't even imagine what that would what that would be like. It'd be bad enough to experience it for a day. It says verse 21, He will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body. Man, this is, this is what we have to look forward to. Hey, it's only up from here, from us. We're only going higher. In fact, we're going to go higher and higher and higher until we meet Him in the air and ultimately spend all of eternity with Him. Can you say amen? So we have to change how we think by renewing our minds to the ways of the kingdom so that the ways of the culture of this world doesn't get in us where we meditate on it well you know they got a good point they got you if you're saying it they got you oh no you know they make a good point they got you. you got to cast down imaginations because words, Words create images. And when images get in our mind and it drops down, then it forms how we believe. And we operate by how we believe. And so that's why when we talk about confessing the word, it's not only speaking words of life, but it's also we hear. These words and it helps us to renew our minds so that we create images of the word of God that drop down in our spirit. Now, when our spirit kicks in, that's when things happen. When you're operating in the spirit and not by the flesh. And so. When you're a kid, you're growing up. And people say words to you that impact sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. That's a lie. That's a lie. Yes, sir. Words that do some damage, yes, sir. especially if you take those words, receive them, and they drop down in you and you recount those words all the time. Or you'll never amount to anything. Words. Words. Words are powerful. That's why when people say words to you that are negative words, immediately resist those words. No, that's not going to be. You know, sometimes they don't understand. Because they're just hearing all the junk that's going on in the culture of this world. And that's what I was. I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but that's what I was saying. When it says that Lot's soul was vexed. did Did I talk about this? That. The culture culture in Sodom and Gomorrah was so bad that it began to change Lot's viewpoint. Where when these guys are beating on his door wanting to get in uh, with these angels. And Lot offers his daughters like, like that's better. Like that's sick. That's sick thinking. Sick, demonic, worldly thinking. Oh, thank you, Lord. And so when Jesus... When Jesus and and the Father are dealing with men, they would paint a picture like Abraham. Look at the stars. Every time you see the stars, I want you to think... You're the father of many nations. Why? Because I'm God. My words don't fall to the ground. I'm not a man that could lie. I'm telling you, you're the father of many nations. Now look at the stars. So what was God doing? Creating a picture in Abraham's mind that when he looked at the stars, he thought what? I'm the father of many nations. I'm the father of many. How often do the stars come out? Well, if you're in Texas, the stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of. With Gideon. Gideon said, I'm the weakest of my clan. Who told Gideon that? Who told him that? Somebody had to have told him that. I don't think you just sit around going, I'm so weak, I'm so weak. Somebody probably said, You're so weak, ha ha ha. Satan's in his ear, Satan uses a person. Say, you're so weak, you'll never amount to anything. Son, uh, where we come from, you know, I never knew when the the term the other side of the tracks. Like, which side's the good side? It's always the other side. And people want to hold you down for trying to go higher. People want to hold you down for trying to go to another level. It's funny I, I've listened to Ms. Deborah's um the podcast, uh, you know, what do they call that? Winning Conversations. And she said when she started coming here, people would make fun of her and say, Why are you going to that white church? Well, I look around and I see other folks that aren't white. So that's not quite accurate. And I like the fact that we have a church, and you said it, you may have said it on the podcast, that we have a church that can be an example to the body of Christ of a multicultural, multi-generational church. So that we can exemplify the unity of the body of Christ. Because Peter says we're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. The word nation means ethnos or ethnicity or race. So God sees us as our own race in his kingdom. We are a holy race. That could preach right there. And so when we get to heaven, there will not be segregation now and segregation forever. It will be the body of Christ, the holy race around the throne, praising and worshiping our God. He said to Peter, Peter, Peter said some really stupid stuff. I've said some stupid stuff before. Has anybody in here ever said anything stupid? I mean, I always, I always laugh that one time where, where uh, he's talking about going, to, I think it's called about going to Jerusalem, J- Jesus. And Thomas says, let us go with him, guys, and die with him. You know, that's just stupid. And Peter, Peter, you know, but I appreciated his passion. He was so passionate. You know, passionate enough to slice people's ears off. And <laughs> Lord, I mean, he was so overcome with his loyalty to Jesus, how Jesus had changed his life. No, we are with you now. We are with you. We will never deny you. But anyway, when Jesus asked him, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Peter had revelation of who Jesus was. He wasn't just this religious thing. He wasn't just a a, a church attendance check mark. Thank you for your enthusiasm about that one. It was this passion of, I see it now. I see you're the Christ. You're the one. You're the one that came to redo what Satan stole from the world, from humanity. You're the one that's been prophesied all these years. You're the one, the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus comes right back and says, "Simon, Simon," he calls him Simon. He said, "I say to you, you are Peter, and you which means rock. Mm-hmm. What's rock do in your in your mind? If you think about the rock of Gibraltar, Can you imagine this wasn't talking about little pebble." That you go pick up in your backyard, he was saying to Peter, You're a rock of Gibraltar. You're a rock, Peter. What did that do? Create an image. So every time somebody said Peter, the rock appeared. So why? So that he could see himself as God sees him, think differently about himself. Why is that important? Because if you think that you're just a mere human, then how will you ever appropriate the things of God that are supernatural? The things that we receive by faith, which is supernatural. Yes. So I've got to believe who God says I am. I've got to believe that if he says, if you'll confess your sin, he's faithful, just to cleanse your sin and forgive you of all unrighteousness. Something like that. <laughs> the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. I got to believe that the blood of Jesus is greater than anything that I've ever done in my past. I received that by faith, that He washes me with His blood, that I'm made white as snow. And people said, "Well, no, my my garments are as filthy rags." In the natural, they are. No one is worthy. But with Jesus, we are worthy. And that's okay to say that because He said it. He said, He's made you to be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My faith in that will take me higher. I am. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I do deserve the promises of God because God said it. And so it's a belief in the love God has for me. And so Paul was saying, I've not, you know, not that I've already attained, Paul had attained. But even so, with all of that, with all of his accomplishments, He said, I count it all as done, but that I may know him, that I may know him and to understand and have the knowledge of and the experience of the love of God. That's the foundation of. Everything you, you don't come to God unless you believe that he so loved that he gave Jesus. Why? Because he didn't want to send he he's not s- sending humanity to a devil's hell. He has given humanity a choice. It's powerful. Our will is powerful. We have the will to choose. Make a choice. (laughs) Go with me to Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13. So we're talking about attributes of a champion. And I'm still really just laying the foundation here before I get to my 927 points. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> numbers 13 verse 2 send men to spy out the land of Canaan which I am giving to the children of Israel who was giving them this land God was this a promise from God yes yes So he was giving them the land. So tell them, go in, spy out the land. So they picked men. And in verse 26, they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation. And they brought back word to them. Word. They brought back a word. Now the word that they brought back will will shape an image of. In the people. And all the congregation. And they showed them the fruit of the land. So this fruit was huge. It was prosperous. It was a great land. Verse 27. They told. Then they told him and said. We went to the land where you sent. It truly flows with milk and honey. Who had said it would flow with milk and honey. God. And. This is the fruit. They, you know, carried it on a, you know, big stick. Here's the fruit. Bah! Huge. Prosperous. This is ours. This is ours. This is our land. Look at that fruit. You would think, hey, our future is so bright. God's promised us this land to look at the fruit. Look what we have to look forward to. Yay! Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land, they are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Enoch there. The Amalekites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Canaanites. All of them. They all there. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. There were two out of 12 that wanted to go higher, there were two out of 12 that wanted to experience the maximum. And the rest of them believed the words of the negative yes. rather than the words of God. You, should have, you missed a great opportunity to say amen right there. Amen. We'll keep reading. Verse 31. But the man who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Now, how did they know that, they, that those people were stronger? Did they go in the land and have arm wrestling contests? How did they know? Did they see them working out? Bench pressing? No. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. We have to if we're going to go higher, we have to stop listening to bad reports. Bad reports are bad seeds. That can take root in the soil of your heart where, where you believe for things, where the Word of God is supposed to come in and produce in your life 30, 60, and 100 fold. But if you have bad seed there that needs to be rooted out, it takes more time for the Word to get in and root out some of the bad seed. You gotta throw down some of that, uh, weed and kill, weed, weed and feed in your heart. So the weed and feed will kill the weeds, but feed the seed yeah. of the word of God. <laughs> <Man. That's good. laughs> so the land uh, which we have gone and spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom saw it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants. The descendants of Enoch came from the giants, and, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. We were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And then, they said, and so we were in their sight. Did they go interview these people? Hey, do I look like a grasshopper to you? Huh? They were only looking at what their natural eyes could see. But see, when we when we look through the eyes of faith, we look through the eyes of the word of God and the lens changes to how we see. So that it's just like when you go to the optometrist and he changes the lenses until, until things become clear. Because Satan will do all he can to make things seem insurmountable. He walks about like a roaring lion to put obstacles in your way to cause you to say, oh my goodness, how will I ever overcome this? Well, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Jesus paid a price. Jesus paid a price. He made an open display of, of Satan. Openly. Paraded him about. And we stand as victors. We stand as overcomers. We stand as champions. Simply because we believe. So if you've taken that first step, why not go all the way? What's the difference between believing for salvation and believing for, for rent or believing for a car? So we begin to train our spiritual muscles. Are you getting this? See, I I could stand in front of that basket and then I could close my eyes because I did it so many times it was repetition. So many times. So many times, repetition. Over and over and over again where I could see it. It became, And so what happened was when you get into a battle, the muscle memory takes over because you've done it so many times. So we have to get some wins in the body of Christ. It's okay to have your faith on this thing that seems way out there, but let's get a couple of small things by faith. We get some wins that way. What's that do? Produces confidence. Because you're training this to line up with this. I'm preaching pretty good. You're training this to line up with this. And your body's going to go where you choose. So if you can get this to line up with this, oh, wow. The supernatural, the impossible. Now it's possible. Because why? Because God says it is. So we see through the eyes of faith. That we're no longer mere humans. We have Jesus Christ. We have the Holy Spirit and power. We have the Holy Spirit and power. That word means dunamis, which means dynamite. It's it's miraculous power. That's on the inside of us. When some of us get the revelation of this and you go to pray for somebody, you'll feel the power come out of your hand and people will be instantly healed. You can walk into a restaurant and, and feel the presence of God on it. Why? Because you've done the fundamental things. You spent time in prayer. You spent time in the word. You came to church where your coach, the pastor, fine tunes and tweaks your form. And he's you're all the time working on this and working on this and working on it. Are you getting this? That's the attributes of a champion. They're very good at fundamentals. So we stay with the fundamental things. We love. Jesus took all the law and all the prophets and boiled it down to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now that's the rules you follow by. And that's why Satan is trying to twist the word love. To make it mean something that it doesn't mean. Because if I love someone, there's things that I won't do. If I love my brother, there's things that I won't say. We are to be governed by this. By this love. Love for God. The more the more that I why why do we why do we love God? Yeah, it says because He first loved us. So when I get to understand the love of God, how do I do that? Spending time with Him. I spend time with Him. I get to know what He thinks. What does He think? It's in His Word. It's eight oh six. I just believe that in this in this end times, we're at the end of the end days. I just believe that we're just gonna keep going higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. Hey. Satan's had God's people down way too long. And it's not all God's people. But a, but as a whole, we, there's, there's a lot more we can experience of the things of God. Do you agree? Yes. Yeah. And why not just go for it? Paul's saying, I press on. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm aggressively pursuing these things. We're not talking about some selfish stuff, you know. Uh, materialistic. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about living a life that brings glory to him. And when you start experiencing these wins, I always say, I always started out by just believing for a parking spot. And do you know that it's almost without fail that that near that front row opens up almost every time. And if it doesn't know, if it's not open, I go, oh, I must have missed it. Because I've gotten so used to believing for that on the way to these. Lord, you're directing our steps. Lord, you, you surrounded me with favor today as we a the shield. I believe for divine appointments today. Lord, I believe that you're going to send me to. I'll be in the right place at the right time. These aren't just clever little confessions. This, this is what we believe. This is how we can walk. And live in these things. (laughs) Did you get anything out of this tonight? Father, we thank you so much. Lord, we thank you so much for your word tonight. Oh, Lord, I just sense your presence. You're bringing us higher. And Father, I just thank you, Lord, that your word is not void. Does not return to you void. Lord, I thank you, Father, that your word tonight was health to our flesh. Yes. Lord, that we'll not walk out of here with aches and pains that we came in with, Father. And, Father, we take this anointing and your presence back into our car, yes. back into our homes, in our bedroom, in our bathroom, in our living room, in our kitchen. Yes. Lord, that you begin to change the atmosphere of our surroundings, Lord, as we become more conscious of you and your presence. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. I just encourage you to just begin to communicate with God often. So says, pray always. Be conscious that he's with you. He's in you. He can come on you at the right time. He can fill your mouth with words. This is this is the day we live in. It's miraculous to be used by the Creator of the universe. It's amazing. Well give the Lord a good hand tonight.